Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And good morning. It is April 14th, uh, Tuesday, and we're about to listen to... Um, our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau give his morning report. Okay, so let's get uh, get on with that right now. And here is Justin Trudeau. Today, just like every day, nurses and doctors, lab techs and hospital staff are hard at work to keep us safe. They're showing up for us, and we need to do the same for them. Over the weekend, we received new shipments of essential personal protective equipment, including four planes worth of N95 masks. As we speak, workers are unpacking and validating these supplies so we can start shipping them to the provinces and territories as quickly as possible. These new N95 masks are in addition to the more than 820,000 that went to provinces last week. All told, this means that we have 1.1 million N95s ready to be shipped to the provinces and territories with more to come. We have also received millions of pairs of gloves and we'll be getting new protective gowns delivered from domestic suppliers starting next Monday. En fin de semaine, on a reçu quatre envois d'équipements de protection individuelle essentiels, dont des masques N95. Il y avait aussi une commande pour le Québec. Ces nouveaux masques N95 s'ajoutent aux plus de 820 000 masques qu'on a reçus la semaine dernière. En somme, on se prépare à envoyer 1.1 million de masques N95 aux provinces et territoires au cours des prochains jours. On a aussi reçu des millions de paires de gants et on va recevoir des nouvelles jaquettes d'hôpital à partir de lundi prochain. Pour ce qui est des tests, on réalise des progrès importants. Je pense par exemple à l'entreprise Spartan Bioscience qui est basée à Ottawa et qui va fournir des dizaines de milliers de trousses à chaque mois. Comme la docteur Tam l'a dit hier, plus de 430 000 tests ont été réalisés au Canada. On va continuer d'augmenter nos capacités et d'étudier de nouvelles technologies pour simplifier les tests à travers le pays. In the last few days, we've also made progress on testing. Right now, we're moving forward on a range of rapid testing kits, both from here in Canada and internationally. This includes Ottawa-based Spartan Bioscience, who will soon be supplying tens of thousands of kits per month and potentially more 
as production increases. As Dr. Tam said yesterday, more than 430,000 Canadians have now been tested for COVID-19. Our experts and health professionals are working hard to increase our capacity to keep ramping up tests across the country. Demand for these supplies is going up, and we're going to make sure Canada can keep up. La COVID-19 a transformé le quotidien de tous les Canadiens, mais c'est clair que ceux qui vivent dans les régions arctiques n'ont pas exactement les mêmes enjeux que ceux qui vivent dans les villes. Par exemple, je sais que plusieurs s'inquiètent de voir les étagères d'épicerie vides. D'autres s'inquiètent à savoir si leurs centres de soins de santé ont suffisamment d'espace et de ressources pour combattre le virus s'il se propage dans leur communauté. Je vous assure qu'on fait tout ce qu'on peut pour éviter que cela arrive. Aujourd'hui, j'annonce que le gouvernement investit près de 130 millions de dollars pour aider les communautés nordiques à lutter contre la COVID-19. De cette somme, 72,6 millions de dollars seront versés au Yukon, au territoire du Nord-Ouest et au Nunavut, pour leur système de soins de santé et pour lutter contre la COVID-19. On alloue aussi des fonds à Nutrition Nord Canada pour que les aliments et les biens essentiels demeurent abordables et pour aider les familles à rester en santé. Et pour que la nourriture et l'équipement médical puissent se rendre chez vous, on travaille avec les transporteurs aériens qui acheminent les produits essentiels dans le Nord. Finalement, je sais que plusieurs entreprises du Nord sont particulièrement touchées par cette crise. On offre donc de l'aide aux propriétaires d'entreprises dont les dépenses ne sont pas déjà couvertes par les autres mesures qu'on a mises en place. Today, I can announce that we are investing almost $130 million to support northern communities in dealing with COVID-19. If you live in the north, chances are you're worried about whether your local health center has the resources to fight COVID-19 and to cope with cases that might come up. So we're providing $72.6 million to the Yukon, the Northwest Territories, and Nunavut, specifically for healthcare and community preparedness. We're also investing more money to Nutrition North Canada. This will make it easier to afford the food and basics that keep you and your family healthy. And to ensure that things like groceries and medical equipment can continue to get to you, we're providing funding for northern air carriers to transport these supplies. These are tough times, but we're going to help you through them, to set your community up to come back strong when things get better, because they will. We have to think about small businesses, too. I know entrepreneurs in the north have been hit especially hard by this crisis. If you own a business and your costs aren't already covered by other measures we've put in place, we're giving CANNOR more funding to help. No matter where you live, in a small community or a big city, we're here for you. This weekend, we brought Parliament back to pass the largest economic policy since the Second World War. With the Canadian Emergency Wage Subsidy, we will protect jobs by helping businesses keep their employees on the payroll. We'll be rolling this measure out as quickly as possible. And now, as many people as we've already helped, and we're talking about millions of Canadians, we know there is more to do. You might not currently qualify for the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, but you still might need a hand. If you're a student or an essential worker, for example, this week 
we'll be talking about how to reach you, while also supporting sectors that have been especially hard hit. At the same time, we're working to enhance the Canada Emergency Business Account, as well as new supports on commercial rent for businesses that are hardest hit. I'll have more about, to say about all this soon. If you've come back to Canada from abroad, as of today, we are strengthening measures. Now, if asymptomatic travelers cannot explain a credible quarantine plan, they will be required to quarantine in a hotel. This will come into effect at midnight tonight. We are also announcing $20 million for the Canadian Food Inspection Agency to strengthen food inspections and keep our food supply safe. This will mean we can build capacity for more overtime and extra shifts for inspectors to fill demand. It also means we can invest in things like hiring and training to get more people on board. On vit des moments difficiles. Et à travers le pays, je sais que beaucoup de gens sont inquiets, pas juste pour leur avenir ou leur santé, mais pour celle de leurs parents et leurs grands-parents. Les personnes âgées sont particulièrement vulnérables face à la COVID-19, ce qui veut dire qu'on ne devrait pas aller les visiter dans les résidences pour personnes âgées et les établissements de soins de longue durée. Pour, les, pour aider à les protéger, on a publié de nouvelles lignes directrices pour ce type d'établissement. On a établi des règles claires sur la restriction des visites, les mesures de contrôle du personnel et les procédures à suivre en cas d'infection. En même temps, on continue de travailler avec les provinces et les territoires pour faire en sorte qu'elles possèdent tout ce dont ils ont besoin pour garder les gens en santé. I want to take a moment to speak directly to everyone who's lost a loved one. If you're grieving, know that you're not alone. We are here for you, even through this incredibly tough time. And you remind us why it's so important to do everything we can to keep one another safe. We all need to do our part. We can't let up now. So to everyone, stay at home. And no matter what, stay two meters apart if you do have to go out. When it gets hard, let's remember that we're all in this together. Merci beaucoup. And maintenant, prendre les questions. Merci beaucoup, Monsieur le Premier ministre. On va commencer la période de questions par le téléphone. Modérateur, c'est à vous. Thank you. Merci. The first question, Kate Bongaro, Bloomberg. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Line open. Hello, Mr. Prime Minister. Uh, I'm wondering, what is your government's concrete plan to reopen the economy? For example, a rolling, staggered, or an all-at-once approach? And can you give us more information about these plans and your discussions with the provinces on reopening the economy? I know that everyone is very interested to know when things are going to get back to normal, when they'll be able to go back to work, when uh, we'll be able to leave this isolation at home, uh, when kids will get, be able to go back to schools. The reality is um, it is going to be uh, weeks still. 
uh, we recognize uh, that it is going to be important to get our economy going and that we will have to do it in phases. We will have to remain vigilant until such a point as a vaccine against COVID-19 is found. Uh, we are having ongoing discussions with the provinces at this point. We recognize that different regions of the country uh, are at different places along the evolution of their COVID-19 curve. Uh, we're going to make sure that we try to stay coordinated as best as possible. But those discussions are ongoing about how we're going to reopen the economy. Uh, it's just that uh, it's going to be a while still. And you had just mentioned um, sectors. Sorry. I just tell answer in French. Um, évidemment, les gens veulent savoir uh, à quel moment nous allons pouvoir uh, reprendre la vie normale, quand ils vont pouvoir retourner uh, au travail, quand ils vont pouvoir retourner à l'école. La réalité, c'est que nous allons devoir rester extrêmement vigilants et dans la situation dans laquelle on est pendant encore bien des semaines. Mais À un moment donné, on va pouvoir, j'espère, commencer à relâcher certaines mesures. On va faire ça en coordination avec les provinces. On reconnaît aussi que différentes régions de notre pays font face à des impacts différents. On sont à des différents moments sur leur courbe d'évolution de la COVID-19. Et nous allons être vigilants jusqu'à, évidemment, on ait un vaccin. Uh, alors, c'est des conversations qui vont continuer, mais c'est pas pour tout de suite. Follow-up, Kate. Okay, perfect. So, and you had just mentioned about sectors um, who have been especially hard hit by COVID-19 and that we should be expecting news on help for them soon. And I'm wondering specifically, when is the oil industry bailout coming? First of all, we uh, recognize that the most important thing from the very beginning was to get help out to Canadians right across the country, regardless of the sectors they're in, regardless uh, of their situation or their location. That's why we put forward two extremely strong measures that help all workers across the country. The Canada Emergency Response Benefit for people who've lost a paycheck and the emergency uh, wage subsidy uh, so that people can uh, keep their jobs uh, and be ready to come back to work when uh, the economy comes back. Uh, as I've said a number of times, we will and we are looking at more specific uh, sector-related relief and supports for those sectors that are hardest hit, whether it's the tourism sector, the airline sector, or the oil and gas industry or others, and we will have more to say on that shortly. Thank you. Next question. Thank you. Merci. La prochaine question, Raymond Fillon, TVA, à vous. Bonjour, Monsieur le Premier ministre. Au sujet des centres pour aînés, je comprends que c'est une juridiction provinciale, mais outre l'émission de lignes directrices, qu'est-ce que votre gouvernement peut faire devant une situation comme celle qu'on voit actuellement dans de nombreux centres pour aînés, notamment au CHSLD Heron dans la région de Montréal? Écoutez, c'est des histoires euh, épouvantables. Nous avons tellement, euh, nous, nous envoyons toutes nos, nos sympathies et nos, nos condoléances aux familles euh, affectées, pas juste là, mais à travers le pays, par euh, le haut taux de mortalité dans nos, nos centres euh, d'aînés. C'est pour ça que nous soulignons à quel point les gens doivent euh, suivre les instructions et rester chez eux et garder leur distance pour freiner la propagation de la COVID-19. Euh, 
comme vous dites, les centres d'aînés et les résidences d'âge d'or sont une juridiction provinciale. Nous, on a mis des recommandations, des lignes directrices en place et on continue de travailler avec les provinces pour, pour faire ce que nous, on peut faire pour les aider, pour garder nos aînés en sécurité. On reconnaît que ce sont ceux qui sont les plus vulnérables à la COVID-19 et c'est pour ça que nous devons tous, à tous les différents paliers de gouvernement et tous les Canadiens, faire tout ce qu'on peut pour les protéger. Terrible and tragic stories that have come out of uh, seniors' residences and long-term care facilities across this country, and our hearts go out to families who've uh, lost loved ones in in some uh, terrible ways. Uh, we know we need to do more, and that is why we are highlighting how important it is, not just for ourselves, but for our loved ones, for our healthcare workers, for our seniors, that we continue to follow directions, that we stay home as much as possible, that we keep two meters apart uh, wherever we can, and that we uh, continue to wash our hands regularly. We need to make sure that our seniors who are most vulnerable to this are protected. As mentioned, uh, seniors residentially mandated, but the federal government has put forward guidelines uh, for across the seniors are protected. Un des gros problèmes dans ces centres, c'est le manque criant d'employés, de personnel. Est-ce que les médecins, les infirmiers et infirmières des forces canadiennes pourraient être mis à contribution? Avez-vous offert quelque chose en ce sens-là aux provinces? Nous reconnaissons qu'il euh, y a des mesures prises par les provinces, par exemple, euh, pour forcer les gens à ne, euh, ne travailler que dans un centre et pas dans plusieurs différents centres qui vont aider à protéger, protéger les gens, mais qui euh, vont créer euh, des besoins d'embaucher, de trouver de, de nouvelles de nouvelles personnes pour travailler dans ces centres-là pour aider nos aînés. Et on est en train de travailler avec les provinces pour essayer d'assurer qu'on a la capacité d'avoir de, de, les gens nécessaires pour aider nos aînés. Okay. Uh, we recognize that some of the measures taken in place to protect uh, our seniors in our long-term care facilities, such as uh, asking people to only work in one center instead of a few of them, um, will mean a need to hire more people to support our seniors and to work in those centers. Uh, and we're going to continue to work with provinces on ways to ensure that uh, people can be found to do this important work. Thank you. Prochaine question, moderator. Thank you. Merci. Prochaine question, Hélène Busetti, Le Devoir, à vous. Oui, bonjour, M. Trudeau. J'aimerais revenir à votre séjour, à votre résidence secondaire du lac Harrington. Depuis plusieurs semaines maintenant, les autorités nous disent de ne pas aller à notre chalet. En Ottawa, il y a même des postes de contrôle sur les ponts pour empêcher les gens d'aller d'Ottawa à Gatineau. Alors, je me demandais pourquoi, dans le cas de votre famille, c'était correct ce que vous aviez fait. Je l'ai annoncé la semaine passée qu'après euh, trois semaines de euh, travail ici, ma famille qui vit euh, en permanence euh, au lac Harrington, euh, que j'allais aller passer euh, parc avec eux et c'est ce que j'ai fait. Nous continuons de suivre toutes les instructions des autorités. Okay. Uh, as I uh, mentioned last week in my, uh, my presentation, uh, after three weeks of my family living up at, uh, at Harrington uh, and me working here, I uh, went to join them for, for Easter. Uh, we continue to follow all the instructions from public health authorities. Merci. Question de suivi, Hélène. 
mais oui, avez-vous eu une indication comme quoi c'était euh, correct? Parce que euh, c'est une question que les gens se posent sur les médias sociaux. Ils nous écrivent, ils se demandent pourquoi, pour vous, c'était correct de vous rendre à votre chalet, voir votre famille en fin de semaine. Euh, ma famille euh, vit là depuis trois semaines. Euh, c'est là où ma femme et mes enfants sont. Et comme j'ai annoncé la semaine passée, euh, je suis allé passer Pâques avec eux. Merci beaucoup. On va passer à la dernière question au téléphone, modérateur. Thank you. Merci. Next question, Alex Ballengal, Toronto Star. Line is open. Morning, Prime Minister. Uh, you mentioned uh, in your introduction that that people traveling to Canada will need a credible quarantine plan. Can you expand on what uh, the government's definition of a credible plan will be? Who will assess that, and where will, will that be applied at the land border as well as at uh, airports? Uh, the order that goes in tonight is a strengthening of the Quarantine Act orders uh, to give uh, authorities the ability upon evaluation of the uh, person entering Canada's plan to uh, self-quarantine. Uh, if it is inadequate, they will be required uh, to quarantine in a hotel. Uh, examples of things that could be inadequate, for example, if their plan is to go stay in a place uh, where there are uh, many elderly family members at risk of COVID-19, uh, or whether they uh, don't have uh, a, a set destination if they've been outside of the country for many years, we now have the authority to uh, require them uh, to self-isolate for two weeks uh, in uh, a quarantine location like a hotel. On follow-up? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed uh, in the daily uh, updates from uh, from public health, uh, there's been incomplete information sort of stubbornly over a, a, a period of time with uh, case report forms on, on uh, only 62% of our cases, uh, hospitalization data for less than half. Why is this... Uh, such an incomplete picture, and are you, are you concerned that uh, having an incomplete picture will affect or We have uh, worked hard on making sure. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That we're giving the right supports uh, for the industry, and particularly uh, for workers across the country. Our focus has always been on ensuring that good Canadian jobs remain. Uh, we know that uh, Canadians and families are suffering, and that's why we need to support them. Okay. Uh, nous reconnaissons à quel point c'est important uh, de protéger nos industries pour qu'on puisse uh, revenir en force uh, une fois uh, cette crise terminée. Uh, mais ça passe toujours pour nous uh, par l'appui aux travailleurs et aux familles qui sont affectés par la COVID-19. 
Hello, Prime Minister. It's Annie Bergeron-Oliver with CTV National News. You said that you're going to have more news about essential workers and the CERB in the coming week, but employees at long-term care facilities are already leaving their jobs. You brought Parliament back and you passed the wage subsidy this weekend, but there was no specific help included for the long-term care industry. What specifically is your government going to do now to keep long-term care facilities properly staffed so that the new guidelines your government implemented this weekend can be followed? We were in conversation with the provinces right now on moving forward on a uh, model of uh, increasing support for uh, long-term care workers and other workers in essential industries uh, like Quebec has done to ensure that people are uh, are motivated and encouraged uh, financially as well as as uh, because it's something that they believe in deeply uh, to continue caring for our most vulnerable. Uh, nous reconnaissons que uh, le Québec, par exemple, a pris des mesures concrètes pour uh, encourager et récompenser ceux qui travaillent dans des emplois essentiels comme dans nos, uh, nos résidences de personnes âgées, personnes âgées uh, qui sont tellement importantes en ce moment-ci. Et nous uh, sommes en discussion avec les provinces pour garder uh, à cela à l'échelle nationale. On a separate subject, some security experts are saying that Canada's intelligence network was not prepared for the pandemic, and that instead of being able to rely on our own Canadian intelligence, we were dependent on our American allies as well as the Five Eyes network. When specifically and exactly did Canadian intelligence tell you about the possibility of a pandemic, and where, when did you hear that information from our allies? Uh, we had uh, meetings of the, inter uh, the uh, incident response group uh, as of uh, late January to talk about the uh, COVID-19 uh, potential threat. Uh, we were uh, well coordinated with our Five Eyes allies and other intelligence uh, services around the world and uh, being aware of this uh, potential challenge on the horizon and uh, we're dealing with it as of the end of January. Nous avions eu des rencontres au niveau de sécurité et intelligence en fin janvier où on a souligné l'importance et la préoccupation que nous avions tous par rapport au coronavirus et c'est quelque chose que nous avions continué à suivre à partir de ce moment-là de concert avec nos alliés des Five Eyes et des autres alliés autour du monde. Bonjour, M. Trudeau. Christian Noël de Radio-Canada. Vous avez parlé tout à l'heure de reprise graduelle de l'économie. En anglais, vous avez dit « in phases euh, ». À quoi ça pourrait ressembler au Canada, une reprise graduelle de l'économie, pour les gens, dans leur vie de tous les jours, mais aussi à la frontière avec les États-Unis? Euh, je comprends que les gens veulent savoir quand on va pouvoir reprendre euh, des, des activités économiques qu'on a suspendues pour l'instant, mais je dois mettre l'emphase sur le fait que nous devons rester dans cette phase-ci pendant encore un, un bon bout de temps. Euh, nous ne sommes pas euh, passés de l'autre côté de la courbe de cette première, euh, première vague de la COVID-19 et nous devons euh, tenir bon jusqu'à ce que la science et les experts nous disent que on peut commencer à relâcher certaines mesures. Euh, il va y avoir certaines industries, certains secteurs qui, euh, pour, où les gens pourront se remettre au travail euh, de façon plus sécuritaire. Et c'est euh, ce euh, avec quoi on va discuter avec les provinces, ce sur quoi on va discuter avec les provinces dans les semaines à venir. Par rapport aux États-Unis, on continue d'être en discussion avec les Américains sur une approche coordonnée, mais c'est sûr que les restrictions de voyage vont sûrement durer encore bien des semaines. Okay. Uh, we recognize that people are eager 
to know when we'll get into the next phase and be able to loosen some of the restrictions on work, on school. We will be looking at that very carefully with the provinces in different ways across the country to make sure that where we start work up again in the, you know, in the weeks where we're allowed to do that, because right now we are still very much in this phase and will need to remain in this phase for a good while still. But as we start to uh, open up, we will be strategic and vigilant about what we are able to do in, uh, in a very gradual way. Uh, in regards to uh, the American border, uh, we recognize that travel restrictions are going to remain extremely important uh, in terms of containing the spread of COVID-19 in Canada, and we're going to continue to work with the uh, uh, Americans and people around the world uh, to ensure that we continue uh, with these restrictions. For ce qui est des maisons de soins de longue durée, vous dites que vous êtes en conversation avec les provinces pour voir comment vous pouvez les aider. Donc, qu'est-ce qui fait que demandent les provinces Est-ce que c'est de l'argent, du personnel, l'intervention du personnel médical, de l'armée Est-ce que ça, précisément, ça fait partie des conversations Et qu'est-ce que le coup fédéral peut faire concrètement Pas juste les lignes directrices, mais concrètement pour les aider. Les conversations sont variées avec les provinces sur les résidences d'âge de personnes âgées à travers le pays parce que les différentes régions sont dans des situations extrêmement différentes. Il y a des provinces qui sont très intéressées par le modèle québécois qui veut donner de, 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 de la paye extra à, à ceux qui travaillent dans nos centres d'aînés et des provinces qui sont intéressées. Le gouvernement fédéral pourrait participer à envoyer de l'argent pour aider ces gens-là. Il y a d'autres propositions de différentes provinces qu'on est en train de regarder, mais on reconnaît à quel point c'est important d'être là pour les personnes âgées. Et à ce que je connaisse, il n'y a pas eu de demande encore pour l'armée canadienne. We've, we've been looking at different ways of ensuring that our long-term care facilities and our seniors' uh, residences have the support that they actually need, have the workforce that they need to take care of our seniors. There are a number of provinces looking at the model put forward by Quebec that involves a salary top-up for people working in uh, these essential jobs. We are willing to participate in that, uh, in, in sending money to the provinces to help uh, in those, and we're having discussions with the provinces about uh, what that is. But there are very different needs and uh, situations right across the country, and we're continuing to work with different provinces on their different priorities. Prime Minister Tom Perry with the CBC News. Uh, Premier Jason Kenney says that uh, federal bureaucracy is standing in the way of approving tests and drugs to use against COVID-19. He's directed his officials to consider using medications that have been approved uh, by Europe or the U.S. Uh, health officials. Um, health Canada is the regulator of these approvals here in Canada, so what would the consequence of a province attempting to do this be, uh, given it doesn't have that jurisdiction? We are in an unprecedented crisis, and that creates uh, a significant level of anxiety. So I understand that people can get uh, anxious and impatient about things. Uh, but as a government, we are going to remain grounded in science. We are going to be remain grounded uh, in our experts who are doing an excellent job in ensuring that Canadians are kept safe and healthy. Okay. Je reconnais que dans une situation sans précédent, des gens peuvent devenir anxieux et impatients. Mais nous allons rester ancrés dans les recommandations des scientifiques, des experts en santé publique par rapport à comment nous devons faire pour garder les Canadiens en santé et en sécurité. Premier Kenny also spoke yesterday about Dr. Theresa Tam. And he said he believes she's qualified to be Canada's chief public health officer, but he also said 
that in January she was repeating talking points of the People's Republic of China about there being no evidence of human-to-human -human transmission. What's your response to that? And do you think comments like this run the risk of undermining the credibility of Canada's public health officials? I think Canadians have demonstrated that they have a tremendous level of trust and confidence in our public health officials and in our medical system. And uh, we are going to continue to work with uh, top medical officials like Therese, Dr. Theresa Tam uh, to make sure that we're doing everything we need to do and have done every step of the way to keep Canadians safe. Euh, les Canadiens euh, ont raison d'avoir confiance dans euh, nos experts de santé publique, dans nos, nos, euh, nos experts médicaux, euh, parce qu'ils sont là pour nous aider, pour nous protéger. Nous allons continuer de travailler avec tous les experts en santé publique pour assurer la santé et la sécurité de tous les Canadiens, euh, incluant évidemment euh, la merveilleuse Dr Tam. Merci beaucoup. C'est qu ce qui m'a fait la conférence de presse aujourd'hui. Merci tout le monde. with territorial premiers as well as First Nation, Inuit and Métis nations and partners across the North. Their concerns, their ideas and solutions have been informing our response COVID-19 in the North since day one. We recognize that many Canadians are facing financial hardship and they are concerned for their health, their jobs, their loved ones and their neighbourhoods. This is especially true in Canada's North. There are exceptional challenges in meeting the unique needs of Northerners in this pandemic. Last month, we announced $305 million in funds to support Indigenous communities and organizations across Canada to address immediate needs related to COVID-19. This is in addition to needs-based support for First Nations and Inuit health and complements other financial supports that are now available to all Canadians, including First Nations, Inuit, and Métis. ...priorities to prepare for and to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic and to avoid the spread of the virus. Today, we are announcing significant next steps to address concerns facing the North, including support for health care, for nutrition, and for air transport. The Government of Canada is transferring $89.9 million to the territorial governments to assist with health preparation and response and to support, support continuity of air transportation services to northern communities. The majority of this funding is primarily for territorial uh, health care systems, including critical health care needs preparedness and mitigation efforts. And as we know, airlines are a critical link to maintaining the supply chain for the movement of essential goods and services. In order to do this, the Government of Canada is providing $17.3 million in immediate relief to support critical air transportation links on key essential routes in Nunavut, the Northwest Territories, and Yukon. Today's funding builds on the $500 million of funding 
announced on March 11th. The $500 million is for provincial and territorial critical health care system needs and to support mitigation efforts that recognize the increased costs and special circumstances facing territorial governments. The cost of many essential goods in the North. Families are facing increased financial pressures and should not be worried about how to pay for nutritious food or essential household supplies. That is why we are investing an additional $25 million to Nutrition North Canada to better support Northern families in accessing sufficient, safe, nutritious food by increasing the subsidy rate on basic and essential goods that families depend on. We have also added cleaning and personal hygiene products to the list of eligible items of Nutrition North Canada to all Northern communities. I'm also very pleased that funding for the first year of the Harvesters Support Grant has been allocated to Indigenous nations and partners, and we are working diligently to flow the next wave of money quickly. This grant, co-developed with Indigenous partners, helps Northerners return to traditional harvesting and food-sharing practices by alleviating the high costs associated with traditional hunting and harvesting of foods. As you know, this crisis is evolving very rapidly, and we recognize that we will continue to support the health, the safety, and the well-being of Northerners. We will continue to collaborate with territorial, provincial, and Indigenous, and other partners to determine future responses as part of our ongoing efforts to fight COVID-19. By ensuring we maintain our physical distancing, by staying home, and by connecting remotely, as I am today, we can plank the curve and get through this together. Thank you, Marcy, merci, and miigwech. Okay, thank you very much, Dan. Et maintenant, je donne la parole au président du Conseil. We will now hear from the president of the Treasury Board, Jean-Yves Duclos. Go ahead, Jean-Yves. Thank you, Christia. Hello, everyone. The Prime Minister spoke today about protection about protecting those who work in healthcare and are protecting us. The Prime Minister spoke of the importance of collaboration of working with the provinces, especially in distributing and sharing PPE and tests that are so important for those working in the healthcare system. Another layer of protection was just presented to us by Minister Vandal, and that is to protect those living in Canada's north, and they face substantial hardship in social services, transportation, and getting critical supplies such as food and medication. We must also protect our seniors living in long-term care facilities, living in residences, frontline workers working in these centers and facilities help them and protect them. And we are working with provinces and territories. We are constantly in talks with provinces and territories to better remunerate workers who help our seniors. And one final message and layer of protection. We need to connect, uh, protect Canadians financially. Canadians need to be able to make ends meet, to stay healthy, and to keep others healthy. That's why the Canada Emergency Response Benefit is so important. Last week, we received 
3.5 million applications for the CERB. And in fact, since March 15th, we have received 6 million applications for the CERB, 5.5 million of which have already been processed. Protecting the ability of Canadians to make ends meet and to look after their health and their, the health of their loved ones is in part done by the provision of the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. So a total of 3.5 million applications have been posted in the last week, a total of 6 million since March the 15th, and out of these 6 million applications, 5.4 million have already been treated. So that's for me, Christian. Okay. Merci, Thank you, Jean-Yves. And we are now ready to take questions. As usual, we'll start with three questions on the phone and then turn to the room. One question, one follow-up, une question, un suivi. Opératrice. Operator, over to you. Please press star one on this time if you have a question. Our first question is from Lina Bibb, La Presse Canadienne. Please go ahead, la parole à vous. Oui, bonjour. Question, Lina Dib, La Presse Canadienne. I have a question about the new announcement about the federal quarantine orders. Why is it necessary to take this step now? I thought that when the act was originally announced, quarantine would necessarily be mandatory for everyone arriving in Canada. So have you been noticing, for example, non-compliance that makes this additional step necessary? Answer. Thank you for the question. You are absolutely right that self-isolation and quarantine for incoming travelers have been mandatory right since the outset. But we are taking additional steps. This new measure will give governments more tools in their toolbox to enforce quarantine. Dr. New. Oui. Euh, on a déjà l'ordre obligatoire selon la, la loi sur la mise en Dr. New speaking. The federal orders under the Quarantine Act are already in force. But we are taking this additional step because those who arrive to Canada must have an adequate plan. We don't want incoming travelers going to self-isolate with seniors over the age of 65 or with those who have uh, pre-existing underlying medical conditions. Those who arrive in Canada will have to provide a detailed plan. They will have to demonstrate that they will have access to essential supplies such as food and medication. And to give you a bit more information, we will be giving masks to all incoming travelers, whether they have symptoms or not. So we are taking this additional step in order to clarify and enforce what is mandatory. Okay, Follow-up question, Lina Dib. Good morning, uh, everybody, or good afternoon. Um, I'm directing this question at the Deputy Prime Minister, but perhaps others will want to answer. Um, the leader of the opposition this morning was raising questions about the, um, about the World Health Organization. Uh, he said he has concerns about the reliability of their data, the relationship with China, Um, and we've seen new reporting raising some some questions related to this in recent days. Um, so how much faith 
should Canadians have in the World Health Organization right now, and are there areas where the government should be exercising some caution or uh, evaluating, taking a second look at what they're being told by the WHO? Uh, thanks for the question, Mike. Um, when it comes to 